Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast. Before we get going on this great episode, I want to bring to attention an upcoming event that we have going on, actually a grouping of events that we are calling the Pornea Webinar Series. We are really excited about this. We are taking 10 different topics over 10 weeks from October 3rd to December 5th, and we're breaking down um, so much to do with sexual um, issues and addiction and breaking free. We have things like parenting and how to manage um, talking to your kids about porn, even uh, areas on uh, for wives, and, and we're just going to break down so many great topics. This first session that we're going to have, uh, good buddy here, Matt Klein, is going to be doing that one, and he's going to be talking about God's design for sex, and that's going to include you know the science behind that and relationally and in marriage, what that looks like even on a socioeconomic uh, angle. There's going to be so many different ways and angles that um, you could take this, but we want to see what God's design is for sex for sure. And I think that's a great starting point for us for this webinar series. So please check it out. You can go to the Pornea webinar series landing page on restoredministries.ca. So today we're going to talk about expectations specifically dealing with our journey of healing with it when it comes to porn and addiction. And I think that often we have expectations on the process. We have expectations what this looks like when we're past it and even in the process of healing. So these can be helpful, but also they can be really damaging if we come from at it from a, a, an angle of misunderstanding or confusion. Well, expectations are so important to understand and to keep in check because like you say, expectations can be good, but they can also be damaging in everything. And I mean, even in, in marriage, if you expect too much of your spouse, then 
um, that might not go well. If you have incorrect expectations and um, with friendship or with yourself, your relationship with God, if you expect him to move in a certain way and he doesn't, you might become disappointed. And so we, we want to we set proper expectations for what it looks like to actually get free. And the reason why is because if people are stuck in pornography, they've never been on this journey of freedom to the point where they're actually free. And so they don't know what to expect. We think that we understand what to expect. We think that we'll grind it out. Well, well I'll just stop watching pornography or I'll stop masturbating. But we don't know exactly what to expect, what not to expect. And so we see this all the time where, where it's damaging um, to people when they, they start on this journey and something happens that they didn't expect or, or it doesn't meet their expectation and they fall back into addiction worse than ever. And so I went through that myself. If you listen to my story, I think it's the second episode on the Peter Victory podcast, you'll hear that I quit porn twice. And the first time that I quit porn, I didn't, I, I, like my expectations were that I was just done. Like I quit porn, my own strength, not growing in my relationship with the Lord at all, not understanding the process of healing and freedom. But I just thought once I watched porn for that last time, I was done. And so that was my expectation. And so two and a half years later, I had still never gone on growth. I'd never looked into freedom. I'd never looked into inner healing or what led me to porn. How can I safeguard myself? Like I didn't do anything, any of that stuff. And so my expectation was just that once I watched porn for the last time, I was done for good and such a naive, young, immature perspective. <laughs> and so then I fell back in. And the second time that I quit porn two and a half years later, I expected again that I was just going to be done. Um, the Lord called me to quit watching pornography and, and I watched it one more time. And I was like, this is the last time. It's going to be it. And so a month later, I remember I was lying in bed. And by this time, I was leading a small group with, uh, with different guys that were coming to my house every week talking about pornography. And I remember one time getting tempted so badly. And, and, and I remember the thought like, whoa, I'm not above this. I'm not done, so to speak. And so the first go around, when I got tempted um, after I had quit, I just thought, you know, this is just a little thing, like I can deal with it. But this time now, I, I've, I've quit the second time and I'm getting tempted just so intensely in bed. And I remember lying there and thinking, I've thought the, for the last month that I was above this, that I was done, that the Lord set me free, so to speak. He has set us free, but he wants us to learn how to walk in the freedom he wants us to learn how to apply certain things, biblical things, a relationship with him, um, practical teachings that he's given us, how to, how, to, how to apply that to our life. And so the expectation has to be that this is a process of growth. It's a process of going on a journey and understanding that there's layers, peeling back the layers. And so this is how it works so often, is that we've all got... Um, things deep down in our lives, in our hearts, uh, um, maybe hurts, maybe pains, maybe just wrong mindsets, maybe lies that we believe, our self-talk is not good. There's all these different things that we've got to look at. But when we watch pornography, we feel so much shame, so much guilt, so much um, heaviness around pornography that that becomes our focus. And so our focus and our expectation is, well, once I get porn out of my life, this is the biggest thing that I got to deal with. Once I get this biggest thing out of my life, well, now I'm going to be good. And so the expectation is so wrong because in reality, I think that the, the proper expectation is to say, man, I need to get porn out of my life because this is all I focus on right now. Mm -hmm. And if I can get that out, I can actually start to deal with the things that are keeping me from healthy relationships, keeping me from impact, keeping me from a high self-confidence, keeping me 
from living this life of, of prospering in, in so many different ways. And so we've got we've to have an, this expectation that once we take it seriously that we're actually going to deal with porn, it's going to be the start of this lifelong journey of growth and healing and freedom that's so rewarding and so different than, than the way of living is when we're just stuck in porn and we go to porn to mask all of the things that we should be working on getting healed. That's right. The expectations that we can have, what we were talking about, Matt, will often deflate us too when we, we don't understand that, that it is a journey and a process and a lifetime of growth. We think it's an arrival. And now once we arrive there, once we stop looking at porn, that we've got a maid and everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be peachy keen and it's just going to be wonderful. You know what though? God's dealing with our heart. And there's so many layers, like you said, Matt, that we're dealing with that exist that maybe we're not aware of. And porn has been the band-aid, the mask, the coping mechanism that stops us from looking deeper into our own lives. And so for us, I mean, we see these guys will, will talk to us and they'll say, hey, I, I didn't think a person like you existed. And they just look at us like we're just, we're so great. And like, we figured this out. I'm like, we would tell you, no, we're just a bunch of guys that are on a journey just like you. And yes, we don't look at porn anymore, but we still have healing. We still have layers of God's dealing with. And it's so funny because sometimes these layers they don't come out until much later in life for points that you didn't even expect. Like I, we got a dog six years ago, my wife and I, and I don't know if any of you have ever had a dog, but during the puppy stage, it is difficult. And for those of you that have managed that and walked through it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it, training a dog can be stressful. And I remember in the, the cold winters we have here at Edmonton, when you take a dog out to go to the bathroom and he's not willing to go, you'd get really angry. And I remember our dog's name is Milo. I would take him out and it was like minus 20. I'm freezing. And he's just, you know, looking around, enjoying it, sniffing, looking in the snow, prancing around. He will not go to the bathroom. And I was getting so angry with him, like an anger that I didn't know existed in me. My wife always jokes with me that I'm just super calm and that for me to act in that way, just so out of character. And I would agree with her, but I have these layers of stuff in my life that I'm not even aware of. And then when I get triggered by something like my dog not going to the bathroom, this anger comes out of me that I didn't even know existed, but it's there. And that just made me aware. Here's an example for you that I have layers in my life of, you know, whatever, sin, pain, anger that obviously is there that I wasn't aware, but it's still there that God needs to deal with. And it's the same thing in our healing journeys is porn just masked over it, but we have layers of pain, layers of healing that we need to go through that God needs to deal with. And that takes a lifetime. And that shouldn't be something that makes you feel defeated or like, oh, I got a lifetime of healing. No, it should make you understand that God loves us so much that he wants to touch all aspects of our lives and we'll never reach perfection. So understanding that is that we, we will always be healing, always be healing. Even when porn is no longer something uh, part of our lives, we still have healing to go. And so our expectation is that healing is a journey. It is not a destination that we arrive at and then we have it figured out. It is a lifetime movement of growth and healing. And so we need to get that. We need to have that understanding because otherwise we've seen this matter. We've seen it. Guys go on this journey, men and women alike, and they hit certain markers. Maybe they don't look at porn for a while, but then they start to feel really crappy, right? Like they're like, oh man, like I haven't looked at porn, but I just feel terrible. I feel awful right now. And we would say, yeah, if your expectation was, you know, hey, when I stop looking at porn, that all of a sudden I'm going to feel happy. Well, you know, when you have when you stop having this thing in your life that you've used to cope and cover and mask over your life 
the lifetime of pain or whatever else trauma that you've dealt with or not even trauma sometimes it's just you know boredom whatever else when you remove that and you have nothing left to look at yourself in the mirror and, and you're facing your stuff it doesn't feel good <laughs> it feels bad often you feel like you're taking steps backwards but we would say that's part of the process and if you don't understand that your expectations are going to make you feel like you're you're not doing it right or that you're defeated or hey just Da, 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 right all these go down the list of, of lies that you could tell yourself so yeah i love that you're saying that there's things in your life that will pop up i remember i was uh I, i'm not the the most outgoing guy i don't need like a ton of friends and so I, growing up it wasn't like a huge priority for me to have all these friends but but at the same time i'm a human being and you want connection you want some friends at least right and so i was uh, i was pretty content not having a ton, a ton of friends um or so I thought, because what I would do is if I would get lonely, I just watch porn and be like, "Wow, I'm not like I'm not depressed in my loneliness. I'm like I'm still doing this thing, and it's it feels good, whatever." And so I remember after I quit pornography, I looked at these two guys in my life who were like they're they're great friends, like they're they're friends to people, they love people, people are attracted to them, and they were they were kind of friends with me, or at least we were growing in our friendship. And so I had never gone out of my way to prioritize a friendship before. It's, it's really not one of my strengths. And, uh, and especially growing up, because if I was ever lonely or bored, I wouldn't think like, oh, let's call up a friend. I'd think, let's watch pornography because that's what you do. It covers it, right? And so then I remember thinking like, I need to learn how to be a friend. And so I called them up and I mean, I didn't say, hey, can you teach me how to be a friend? But what I said was I said, hey, can we hang out? And I, I'd call them more and more and more and, and I spent... It was about a, uh, maybe a six month period, just really hanging out with these guys and not just for fun, but like literally observing the way that they interacted, observing the way that they talked to people, the way that they just had fun, the way that they would like make random comments and be able to just make people laugh and, and the way that they cared for people. And I, I remember specific things even now over 10 years later of things that they did that I learned from on how to be a friend, because this was something that I had never developed. I'd never um, I had this strength, this ability to connect with people really because I just masked it with pornography. And so sometimes it's, it's anger. Like sometimes what, it's what Braden is saying, where if you have a, a relational, like say you're married um, and you are watching pornography every time there's tension in your marriage. Well, now you don't watch pornography because you're on this journey of freedom. But then every time there's tension in your marriage, what are you going to do? You don't have this escape anymore. And so now you've got to face it. And that's uncomfortable. Like that's so uncomfortable. And so you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to give grace or receive grace. I mean, whatever it is for you, right? And so now all of a sudden the emotions are going to come up and there might be, there might be anger and there might be tension. There might be these, these things that you've never experienced. And on the flip side, I want to say this, that, that this typically happens on the negative sense when, when the emotional times come or when there's boredom, when there's loneliness, when there's um, all these things. But there's also great things to expect, like when life is good, when you're with friends, for example, when I was hanging out with those guys, I felt more free and more happy than ever because I was like, man, I'm learning, like I'm growing, I'm connecting with people, I'm not going back and watching porn or hiding what I did last night, right? And so I felt more free and more happy. I mean, there's great things to expect too and to look forward to. Um, a lot of times with, with people in pornography, once they quit, a lot of people say that they start having dreams again, whether it's dreams in the night or just ideas start coming to them because you're not masking um, boredom with pornography or taking up free time or spare time with pornography. 
And so ideas start coming to you in times of boredom or you're creative and you're, you look at people differently or you look at um, things differently where you read or you study more. And so there's opportunities to take advantage of boredom or loneliness or whatever it is that leads you to porn in those times. Now you can expect more ideas to come, more um, a sense of learning and growth. And so we've used the word healing so far in this podcast. And maybe we should talk about growth because it's more of an encouraging thing right. where it's a journey of growth that we're going on. Um, and it's a lifelong thing. And I used to think, man, I don't want to be a lifelong learner. But now I'm like, man, I love learning. I love learning about myself and other people. And it's so much fun. But when I was in porn, man, I never did that. No, no. And I, I didn't either. And I, th- I love what you're saying about growth. I mean, when we grow, we do go through those growing pains. And so you have that expectation, understanding that when you are growing, there are things that are breaking off you. There's painful things that come off you. So, you know, I think it's managing and having health, healthy expectations in the process because, I mean, some of the unhealthy expectations we can tell ourselves that really affect our pathway is, hey, I can do this on my own. I can beat this on my own. We have that expectation. And I think a lot of the times people get really disappointed. Another one is, hey, you know what, if I, if I, uh, you know, I perform, if I, you know, I'm not looking at porn, then, then I'm accepted, then I can, you know, then I can be more of who I, I'm supposed to be. And you have this understanding that, hey, performance equals acceptance. And that's usually what we, we do in relationship with God. Well, I can come to him once I have beaten porn, or I can do this or be with this or whatever once I have porn out of my life. And so we have this, this understanding is based on performance. Um, and the, there's the sad ones too. I mean, I've heard this too. And I think I thought this sometimes is I'll never be free. And this is just my, what to expect in my life. I'm always going to have porn in my life. I've heard that expectation from people that really what their, their focus is on is just trying to manage the behavior to the point where they can, you know, function in life. And, and that's, that's their expectation. One thing that I used to say to myself, and I know other people say this too, is like, do I actually want to be free the rest of my life? Like right. I've watched porn and I've enjoyed it. I mean, that's why you do it. It's not like you hate doing it when you're doing it. Like it's, yeah. it turns you on and there's that excitement and that rush and all that. And so I've done that for whatever it was, 10 years or whatever. And I would say like, do I actually want to be free? Like this adds excitement to my life. And so I would literally, I remember one time in my kitchen, but this wasn't the only time standing there thinking like, man, I could go decades without porn. That sounds terrifying to me. Because I didn't know how to have fun or how to enjoy other things in the same way that porn brought me this rush. And so one thing that you can expect, and even if it doesn't make logical sense, because I know I'm not alone in that thought, not maybe not everyone thinks that, but, but one thing to expect is that you will enjoy other things way more than you currently are when you're stuck in porn. Because all of a sudden your brain gets rewired and things get fixed up there and we're not, we don't need to go into all the science, but the truth is your brain gets rewired in a way of being able to enjoy proper things and good things much more than you can when you're watching porn. That's right. Sunshine, sunsets, they'll, they'll seem brighter and, and more beautiful once those things come into your life because you're able to appreciate them more versus you know when, when you're, you're bogged down in porn. You can't even see that stuff. So totally, totally true. But I think having the expectation that, I mean, if we, if we follow what God's path is for this, expect to be free. You know, expect freedom because that's what God's leading us in. Um, and we can't, you know, we really have to own our own healing in this though too. And that's part of the, another expectation that we should have is that we need to own our own healing because sometimes we just expect someone to do it for us. You know, like my accountability partner, they're going to heal me, right? Or, you know, all these people in my community recovery group, they're going to heal me. 
no, they, they aid in healing, but they are not the source of your healing. You have to own your own healing. And uh, so having that expectation that this is something I have to choose and move towards, that doesn't mean that this is in your own effort, but you have to make that choice. You are the first actor for sure. And as far as, hey, I, I enough is enough. I want healing. And so you got to be the first one to do that. And so when we do impose our own expectations on the process of growth, we're, we're left disappointed. And usually, again, that's based in performance, sometimes time frame. I've heard that too, you know, well, I've started, you know, I should expect results immediately. <laughs> and, I mean, it didn't work like that for me, Matt, probably didn't work like that for you either. Right? I mean, we put this expectation of our time frame. Um, and not only that, sometimes we, we only are willing to give a certain amount of ourselves, um, you know, a little bit of honesty, a little bit of vulnerability, and we, we have expectations of full freedom. But if we're not willing to give into the process that God has put before us, um, we're not going to get that that growth in our life. And I think there's a great verse um, in in the Old Testament, Numbers thirty three fifty five, and I'll just read it to you and then just listen. If you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your side. So I th- I hope you you get the the parallel we're trying to make here. So. If you hold on to certain things, if you don't give of yourself fully, they will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your side, and you won't experience growth in your life because you're you're basically shooting yourself in the foot. If you're putting your own kind of understanding on, on healing and not God's understanding, and you're not getting rid of things in your life and moving away from that, well, don't expect to, to have any measure of freedom then because really you've, you've allowed those barbs in your eyes and thorns in your side to remain right? And I'll give you an example of what that means. One of the first steps that you need to do when you're dealing with something like porn is you got to purge all the junk in your life. Purge, get rid of, right? And so we're talking about, I mean, I remember when I was struggling with porn, one of the first things I did is, I mean, I I had built up this collection of magazines in my life, right? Of porn. For those of you that don't know what a magazine is, there's, there's pages, there's, there's lettering, there's writing. I mean, nowadays, I know everything's digital, but <laughs> I had some magazines, okay? Anyways, I had them at the foot of my bed in this box, and I knew that I had to get rid of them. I knew that was part of, it was not only um, good because I wouldn't be in my life anymore, but it was, it was a symbolic thing for me too. I'm taking a step and a choice to getting this junk out of my life. So I had to go downstairs, I got this box, and I threw it in the garbage took it all, dumped it in the garbage. We have to do the same thing in our lives, right? If you have access, we got to limit and eliminate our access to porn. And now this might sound like, well, you're talking about behavior. Well, you know what though? Like if we have a a drug of choice in our house that we're addicted to, we're going to keep going to it. So you got to throw the drug out of the house, right? And that doesn't mean that that's your answer, but that's your starting point. You know, I mean, if you have access to porn, you got to, you got to eliminate that access. If you have apps on your phone that you're using to hook up with people, you got to get rid of that. And we've heard this, Matt, right? Guys got to get rid of their phone. And, you know, sometimes we see that, right? And that's, you got to do that. So if we have the expectation of freedom, but we don't get rid of the means by which we're going to it, then we're just going to be spinning our wheels and you shouldn't expect anything then, <laughs> really, because we're not, we're not stepping into what God has called us to, which is purging the junk from our life. And we got to do that. Yeah, and so part of the expectation is expect to feel restricted, expect to feel limited, expect to lose, like Brad's saying, lose access to certain things. Because if somebody's never gotten free, they don't know how to get free, right? Like mm-hmm. if no one's, if you've never gotten ripped like Brad in, you don't know the process of getting big arms. I mean, he can teach you that. But, um, but if you've never been there, 
then then you don't know what that looks like. And so to take it from someone from people who have gotten free, you have to go through this time, you have to, of feeling restricted, feeling like you've you've been cut off from access to certain things that are convenient in your life. And like Brad's saying, like sometimes you gotta lose your phone. Um, there's this guy, I'm so proud of him. I was working with him in a coaching relationship and and uh, just last week I'm saying like what's what's the the means that you have to use porn and he says Instagram and I'm like well what like why didn't you get rid of it and he said you know I don't know I, I guess I talked to my friends on it and I, and I can I can uh, maybe talk to my friends in another way like through through a different app or through text and so I said okay so are you gonna get rid of Instagram and he's like you know what I'm just gonna do it right now I said to him like how do you feel he's like oh I feel free like I feel like I just took one step to freedom but his expectation is that there's going to be things in his life that he has to change. And some people are too comfortable. And some people think about what they're going to lose more than they think about what they're going to gain. Mm -hmm. And in scripture, it says that you have to, like Braden was saying, there's certain behaviors that we have to do. Like in scripture says, if, if your right hand is causing you to stumble, like cut it off, throw it in the sea. It's better that you live without it than have your whole body be thrown into hell. And so the perspective has to be that You've got to lose access to things. You've got to expect that you're going to feel restricted. But it's better that you do this than you keep on going the way that you are. And so the perspective biblically is that look at the positive. It's better to live without a hand than have your whole body thrown into hell. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to have this positive, optimistic, happy perspective on, on feeling limited and losing access to certain things. Because it's only for a certain time. Yeah. But you've got to you've got to go through and be willing to go through this process of losing access to things that lead you into sin, and then in that time frame, go on a journey of growth, like we're saying, and be willing to be uncomfortable. You're gonna have so many uncomfortable times. Yeah. You're gonna have times where you learn about yourself, like Braden's saying, with anger and and whatever else comes up. You're gonna have times where it's awesome. You're gonna have great times, but you're gonna learn about yourself. You're gonna learn about God. You're going to learn about the Bible. Um, hopefully, you, you, you incorporate that in your process of growth. And so the more you dig in right away, the shorter the time frame is where you lose access to things. Mm -hmm. Because gradually, you get to the point where you can have a phone or a computer and you don't need it locked down and have other people know your passwords and you don't know your passwords and, and, and you don't have a, you know, a, a smartphone, you have a flip phone instead, or you can't bring a computer into a room by yourself. You have to use it in front of other people. Like, like eventually the restrictions in your life, the more you grow, you can loosen on those things yeah. because ultimately God wants us to be free. Mm -hmm. And the more we grow, the more free we can be. Yeah. And once we, what you're talking about, when those things come back, the reason why we can start to bring those things back into our life is because initially we purged our life, right? We purged the junk. Now just give this visual. If you clean your house, you, you empty all the boxes out of say your, you know, your house and you just, you throw them out. And now the house is empty. You got to fill the house with good stuff now though, because if it's just empty and it remains empty, you're empty too, right? It's your life, right? Representing your life. And when you, you don't, you're not filling now that you you got to replace that junk that was there with good. And that's that walk with God, that relationship with God on a deeper level and in intimacy with him. And that's where you're going to see healing in your life, healing in your heart. And like we said, we have layers of that healing that we need to deal with. It's not just a surface level, it's deeper. And for us, that really means we need to spend that time with God. We need to invite him in. And 
that's kind of the action steps that we take and whatever that is to connect with God on that deeper level because he's the one who's dealing with our hurt and our pain. And often it's not, um, it's not a process that feels good like you're talking about, Matt. It's not very comfortable. I mean, when I got to face my junk, really, the, the deeper down stuff that I've been masking over and covering over with porn, it, it doesn't feel good. It really doesn't. But you should have joy in that moment because you know that God's dealing with your heart. You know that through the pain, you can have joy. And there's a great example in scripture of this, uh, going to the Israelites when they left the, um, Egypt, they crossed over the Red Sea and they, they were elated. They were so happy they escaped the Egyptian army. They didn't think they were going to do it. They made it, you know, they survived. Now they're in the desert though. And they get led to this, this area where they, they needed water by this point, but they, God led them to this area uh, in the desert with water. And now this water was very bitter very bitter and they were upset. They went from, in a matter of, it's such it's a few verses, they go from elated all the way to really angry with God because this water was so bitter and they're like, oh, this doesn't taste good. And there's more depth to this story though. And I thought we, we learned about this. It was really interesting. So this water that they got led to, um, experts have actually, in this region, have looked at the waters in that region. It's a higher altitude, but a lot of the water there does taste bitter because it's full of magnesium and calcium. And it creates kind of a bitter taste of the water. And God led them there for a reason. Um, the, the Israelites had lived in this region of Egypt for over 400 years. And there was canals built there leading from the Nile um, through the region of Goshen where, where they lived. And these canals, by the time that the Nile reached the, them, their, their drinking water reached them, it was stagnant and still kind of water full of parasites, just filled with it. So they were sick internally. Now, when they came to the desert, this area where, where there was bitter water, well, we know that magnesium is a laxative, especially when it's in the higher altitudes. I guess it just works on your body a certain way. So God was purging them of all their toxins and parasites, and they hated it. <laughs> they absolutely hated it. I get it, though. A million people you know, on laxatives, that wouldn't be very fun. But they didn't understand what God was doing there. They were just angry. They were like, well, I should just go back to where I was, right? We're willing to go back to our junk, like parasitic filled water, like, like for us, porn would be the, be the parallel for us because we don't want to deal with the junk that God's cleaning us out of. And, and that's so true. Growth is one of those processes for us that doesn't often feel good. So we've talked, I've seen this in my own life. When I, porn was out of my life, I actually felt worse for a while because um, I was facing junk and, and pain and past stuff, maybe even trauma that maybe you're facing in your life that you have to deal with. And we do have to walk through that. We have to journey with that with God's help. He's going to touch that pain. We have to deal with that. And that, an expectation for us is that's part of the process. If you expect this to just be an easy peasy, you know, very comfortable process, you know, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to, like the Israelites, you're going to want to go back to Egypt, to the parasitic water. You want to go back to porn because that's what you know. That's easy for you, right? You can, you can live there even though you know it's not good for you. But God has something better for you. And that's the healing, the purging of that junk and that, that pain. And that's going to take a journey of growth and healing. And I would say to you, even though it doesn't feel good, it's so much better to do it that way. And not in our efforts, but God's efforts. Powerful stuff. God sees things so differently. And to, to, to expect that he's going to move, but not to expect him to move in a certain way is so powerful. Because we'll go in this process with him. We'll trust that he's working in our hearts. And... And in Galatians 3.3, 3, 
It says, it says, are you so foolish after beginning by the means of the spirit? Now you're trying to finish by the means of the flesh. And so we begin by the means of the spirit. We have this conviction. I got to get porn out of my life. I got to get the sin out of my life. I got to stop masturbating. I got to stop fantasizing. I got to get this out of my life. We begin by the means of the spirit. But then we try to finish by means of the flesh. We just try to do the right things. Ah, we complain. I don't want to go through this thing. I don't want to grow. This is uncomfortable. But we just want to encourage you, finish by the means of the Spirit. Continue with the Lord. Expect that He's doing amazing things in your life. Even when He gives you a laxative <laughs> and it's uncomfortable and yeah. stinky. He's doing great things. He's clearing out the bad. He's bringing in so much good into your life. And it's going to set you up for just a life of joy. And I know for me, man, like I said, like I never wanted to learn. I, 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 when I was a teenager, I'd be like, I don't want to be a lifelong learner. <laughs> it sounded terrible. It sounded like school forever. But once I got out of porn, man, I just started learning about myself, learning about other people. And it's just led to so much um, impact and satisfaction and just love and relationships and just feeling like, like personally, like I can prosper more in life in different areas, way more than I could before. And so there's uncomfortable stuff, but you got to look ahead, look, look ahead to what's coming, what the Lord is bringing you into. And even if you don't know specifically or vocationally or whatever, he's bringing you, you into freedom. He's called you to be free. He's set you free. He's teaching you how to walk in it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes he gives you a laxative. But go through it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Look for the joy in it. Um, to have joy even when trials of many kinds come to you. Consider it pure joy, right? Because he's doing a great thing in you. And so we encourage you to share this podcast. And uh, thanks for hanging out again. We'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.